This episode of The Tome Show is brought to you by Noble Knight, where Out of Print is available again, and listeners like you who support us at patreon.com slash thetomeshow or by shopping using our DMs Guild or Amazon affiliate links. Welcome to Gamer to Gamer. I'm your host, Jeff Greiner. Once a month, I interview a member of the gaming community because gamers are awesome and the world needs more awesome. With me in this episode of Gamer to Gamer is Margaret Weiss and Robert... Oh, I just asked about how to pronounce it. Now I forget. Kramus? Kramus. Kramus. Oh, I got it right. <laughs> All right. So Margaret Weiss and Robert Kramus are here with me. Welcome to Gamer to Gamer, Margaret and Robert. Thank you. Hi, how are you? And an especial welcome because uh, we're recording this in the middle of GaryCon and you're like partying and, and uh, playing around and having fun over there, right? Right, we sure are. So, so I appreciate you taking the time to uh, to set aside from your your con going fun and and chatting with us over here at the Tome Show. At the end of the episode, we're going to go ahead and do a tag team lightning round and and see if they can beat the current best time. Uh, held by Rodney Thompson. See if you can be faster than Rodney Thompson. Uh, and so before we get into that, though, let's figure out a little bit about who Margaret Weiss and Robert Kramis are. So let's start with Margaret. Uh, let, let's dig in. Who, who is Margaret Weiss? <laughs> uh, I'm me. Um, so I... Uh, guys, where to start? <laughs> I wrote Dragonlance and a whole bunch of other novels. <laughs> Right and our newest, our newest is Spy Master, which just came out March twenty first. Um, it's the number one, our first volume in the Dragon Corsair series. Mm-hmm. So, so let's let's jump way back. Uh, you know, it's it's a uh, it's a little bit um, tricky to say who is Margaret Weiss because I suspect many of our listeners know who Margaret Weiss is uh, because you're quite a legend in the gaming world. How how does one become a legend in the gaming world? How did that happen for you? <laughs> I think basically you survive long enough you become a legend. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, uh, I was just, you know, certainly I just went to work for TSR. That's basically what mm. I did. And how did that and happen? Tracy, Hick- Tracy Hickman told me a story and we wrote Dragonlance. How'd that happen? Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's it's really kind of serendipitous. My um, my agent at the time, Ray Peekner, lived in Milwaukee. And I had read about this company called TSR and Publishers Weekly, and I really thought it sounded cool. I never played Dungeons & Dragons, but I just thought it sounded amazing. Um, so when I saw that they had an ad in there for a games editor... I decided that's what my current job was an editor of a publishing company in Kansas City. And so I, uh, I sent in an application and they sent me a test for games editing. And because I knew nothing about the game, I failed the test. Mm. But the book editor, Gene Black, was looking for an editor for the novel line, the Endless Quest novel line, and a new line they were developing called Dragonlance. And so she walked over, well, she, she called Ray Peekner in Milwaukee and said, do you have anybody who might be interested? And Ray said, yes, I have this client named Margaret Weiss. She actually sent in an application and took the game test. So Jean walked over to the game department, picked up the test, 
came back to her office, called me, and invited me for an interview, and I traveled up to Wisconsin, and she hired me that day. Excellent. Wow. So, so you started off as a, as a novel line editor uh, at TSR. Yes. How does that turn into, yes. uh, I helped create the Dragonland setting? <laughs> well, my one of my first jobs was as the novel editor on Dragonlance. Tracy Hickman was head of the game side, and I was head of the novels. It was the first time that a game company was going to produce novels to go with the game product. So they were developing the game modules for Dragonlance. My job was to take this story arc that went over 12 modules and condense it down into a novel. And so, so I... So 12 modules became one novel? It was, yeah, it was supposed to be three, but TSR was convinced that it wasn't going to sell, so we had to bring it down to one. Yeah, that'll show so them. That was, that was <laughs> Dragon, yeah, yeah, that was Dragons of Autumn Twilight. Mm-hmm. So that's where I met Tracy, and we started working together on the novel. Um, and, of course, in the meantime... TSR was going through a series of bankruptcies and we were, you know, it was, things were kind of falling apart. Um, they, um, so at that point we were just hoping that the company would survive long enough for us to get our novel out. Hmm. Uh, and, and the novel did come out, right? And, and, uh, yes. has been very well received, I guess you could say, uh, <laughs> turned into yeah, a whole, a whole setting and a series of novels. It uh, came out, I think, in September or October, and in December it was on the New York Times bestseller list mm. as a write-in candidate because nobody had ever heard of it. Wow, that's amazing! <laughs> and then, and then from there, you continued to, to work in primarily in Dragonlance for TSR. Uh, yeah, we uh, we continued to write novels for Dragonlance because, of course, once the first one did well, then they wanted a whole bunch more. And um, yeah, don't make the cut. Um, So we continue, and of course, that was, we also had day jobs. So I was editing other products at the time. Tracy was working on other game projects. Uh, So we just, we kind of, we stayed as long as uh, until Lorraine Williams took over the company. And at that point, Tracy and I decided to see if we could sell our novels in New York to one of the New York publishers. Mm. Um, and we did. We sold um, Dark Sword, the mm-hmm. Dark Sword novels to Bantam, uh, who offered us a whole lot more money. Uh, and um, so that was when we left TSR. Mm-hmm. So, so you left TSR, and in your post-TSR world, you, you continued writing novels. Uh, you continued writing some in Dragonlance, but then also uh, yes. exploring out into other worlds as well. Uh, yes. And I you mean, got an... And, had, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, we had, we had a lot of fun creating new worlds for our mm-hmm. novels, but we loved Dragonlance, so it was hard to leave. Well, and for a while, you, uh, you, st- you continued making um, Dragonlance gaming products, um, in the what is it, the third edition uh, era, uh, under your when, own uh, under your own game game you know, license. Yeah, when um, when um, TSR stopped publishing Dragonlance, um, I had I had a game company of my own at the time, and we 
uh, we got the rights to publish uh, some Dragonlance game mm-hmm. game modules to kind of continue. And and that that game uh, company sort of turned into Margaret Weiss Productions now, which has, yes. has published several yes. uh, gaming products and what have you. Yes, yeah, Firefly among others. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dresden Files was that one of yours too? No, no, that was no. somebody else. No, sorry. You do, you have several licensed uh, things though, right? You've done you've yeah. You've, you've, yeah, you've developed uh, Firefly. Uh, Leverage was yours as well. Yeah, Leverage, uh, mm-hmm. Supernatural. Yeah, I did a Smallville, Marvel, Marvel, um, uh, Marvel um, Civil War. Civil War. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm dealing with the dog. Oh, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> Robert is ably standing in. Very good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So very good. So, the, so there's a lot of things in the in the long and lengthy uh, and meaningful career, I guess, of, of Margaret Weiss. Uh, let's let's yeah, ask uh, let's ask Robert. Who who are, who are you then? Uh, what's what's your uh, story here? My story is much shorter. <laughs> it is very much like a lot of your listeners. I'm just a guy who enjoyed gaming, and uh, <clears throat> my wife and I started going to Gen Con. Met a group of people there through them. Met Margaret, and we've been friends for almost 30 years and uh, an opportunity arose for us to write something together. And we did. <laughs> well, now fourth book came out Tuesday, finishing the fifth book, the first set of rewrites or second book. First don't get confused. Yeah. It gets confusing. Uh, the, the, second first, book, the first book in the spy master series. And we're finishing the rewrite of mm-hmm. the second book right yeah. now. Okay, so the Spymaster uh, series is is the book you just had, or related to the book you just had come out, uh, was it earlier this week? Yes, yeah. Spymaster came out Tuesday. Okay. And that is first in the Dragon Corsair ser- series. And is that a whole new setting, or is that the same setting you guys wrote in before? No, it's, a, it's the same setting as in Dragon Brigade, but it's a completely different uh, series. Got okay. some holdover characters, but it's... It's 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 its own series. So, if so people, you can start by master, and okay. you won't have to have read anything. So you can start you can start here, Maybe. but if but if you've read the previous books, there might be some things that you have a little more insight into. Right. Okay. Correct. Very good. So let let's talk about D and D then. Um, how did uh, now we we've heard a little bit about how Margaret first got into D and D, but but uh, for both of you, sort of what was your story in terms of the first time you started playing D and D? Well, because I had read about TSR and I was interested in D&D, I got this friend of ours to run a game for my kids and I. And um, we we just we had so much fun. I don't remember why. I think it was just he just ran a pickup game for us. It wasn't based on a, on a module or anything. Mm-hmm. This would have been in 1983. Um, and uh, it, it was just so much fun. And that's when I knew I really wanted to go to work for TSR. And then, of course, once I worked there, we used to play role-playing games just about every weekend Hmm. with with the company like with other employees yeah okay but we we mostly didn't play D &D because once we'd worked on it all week we played like tune um you know uh Mm -hmm. other games that were out at the time sure i mean some I, i can imagine there's a certain level of not wanting to take your work home with you right 
Right, exactly. <laughs> so get into something else. Very good. And and Robert, what about you? How did you get into D&D? You said you were just a gamer like everybody else before you started writing novels with, with Margaret. Uh, how, how did that happen? How did you become a gamer? Um, actually, my brother was in college at the time, came home with one of the, uh, I think it was the early D&D was in the Red Box. The Red Box. <clears throat> said, yeah, some friends up at college were playing it. So we started playing in that local bookstore started doing a weekly gaming session on uh, Saturdays. So I met people up there, and then we started left the game store and started on our own. We just, every weekend for close to a decade, this was back in the early 80s, and played through that, played ever since. Very good. So so are you still playing, Robert? Let's Not start with you. Not much anymore. Okay. Um, I own my own business and writing, and so I just don't have the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something that, you know, every time I come to a convention, I miss it. But uh, mm. unfortunately, the time just doesn't allow for it. Mm-hmm. So when was the last time you regularly gamed? Oh, wow, 15 years ago. 15 years ago, uh-huh. And were you, were you, are you, a, are you, were you a player or a DM? Uh, I ended up DMing. Okay. Um, pretty much, I always looked at it more as, I didn't use modules and such. I kind of created my own and uh, use it as a vehicle for telling stories, which kind of ended up developing into writing. Mm-hmm. Did anything from the, Do you do you ever find anything from from those old campaigns, sort of working your way into your stories? No, because the world we're writing in is so different than anything mm-hmm. I used or created for when I was gaming. Uh, some of the concepts of the storytelling and the character stuff, yeah, that still comes into it. Uh, Mostly, it's the world design that I really enjoyed from when I was gaming. I would create a world, and uh, that, that's been some of my favorite stuff with what Margaret and I are doing, is creating a very different world that the Dragon Brigade uh, yeah. and Dragon Corsair series uh, exist in. Yeah, so that has been some of the most fulfilling. Talk a little bit about that world. What is that world like? How, why, what makes it unique? Uh, it's, it's not your standard medieval fantasy. It takes place a little bit later uh, in what would be more 1700s, kind of, if we're talking about Earth history. Mm-hmm. But it is a world that, that does not have oceans. It has what we call the breath of God. Uh, it is a gas that exists between the continents and such. Most of the continents actually float in it. It's used to power and lift ships, uh, so kind of age of sail type ships and mm-hmm. such. But yet magic is still a very prevalent and common thing. We also have uh, cannons and guns and, of course, dragons. So it's very different uh, in that sense from most of what you think of as standard swords and sorcery Mm. fantasy. Yeah, I can't... It's swashbuckling. It's swashbuckling. Definitely swashbuckling. Swashbuckling, okay. And not not steampunk. Yeah, it's, it's well it, before steampunk, and yeah. we, we wanted to keep it very separate. Uh-huh. It's uh, interesting like to uh, but, yeah. it's interesting to to conceive of a world that is, where the stories are swashbuckling themed, and yet there are no oceans. Right? That those two yeah. things yeah. Um, certainly are going to bring up some interesting wrinkles. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, and, and the magic is very unique, uh, and we wanted it to be something very common. Um, so it's not, you know, just a few people have wizardry and such. Uh, it's an everyday thing. You know, that guy's the baker. This guy is uh, a butcher. That guy is the crafter. And uh, crafting is uh, our basic magic, hmm. the way it's described. So 
Very cool. So, so Margaret, let's talk about your uh, your gaming habits. Are you still playing games regularly? Uh, no, not really. We that's one reason we like to get together at Gen Con because it's the mm. time when we can all play games. Because I'm basically writing. Uh, I race my dogs in fly ball, and mm-hmm. I teach fly ball classes. So that takes a lot of time. Sure. So. So, so you mostly just just play at cons these days. Are you normally playing or DMing? No, I do. somebody always has to tell me what dice to roll. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you usually get roped into playing uh, like current edition games? Or do you look for the for the older school? Um, right now, well, like today at Gary Con, I played Firefly. Uh huh. I always play Jane. There you go. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> cool. Uh, so, did you did uh, any of the other Margaret Weiss folks make it up to Gary Con to run those games? Is is Jamie up there or Cam? Uh, no, Cam oh, okay. is yeah, they're far afield. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, but it sounds like there's always a, a good mix of people that make it up for the, for a Gary Con. Oh yeah, it's a lot of fun. It wasn't one of these days. One of these days. <laughs> So, so uh, the two of you are, are have this new novel that just came out, Spymaster, uh, and we've talked a little bit about that in the in the world. Uh, anything else that you're sort of up to lately that you think people should know about? No, just we're basically working on Spymaster. I'm pretty much retired from the gaming industry mm-hmm. now, so I'm concentrating on novels and flyball. There's enough there to keep you busy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, so one of uh, one of our listeners uh, and one of our patrons uh, wanted to ask one more Dragonlance question, uh, oh. and he is curious uh, about one thing that you wish you hadn't done with the setting, and one thing that you wish you had done. Uh, I wish we had not cut out so much material out of the first book. Uh, and the one thing I wish I could do is to go back and rewrite the first three books and put in everything that we took out. Oh, turn those first three books into six books or whatever? No, they would just be three books, but we'd add in a lot more detail and okay. things that we had to that we had to take out. Well, maybe because someday. Like I said, I was maybe... didn't think they were going to sell, so we had to sure. cut a lot of it. Maybe someday, if you still have those notes, they'll uh, they'll get that get the Dragonlance novel line going again, and you can uh, oh, go back be, and do 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 fun. special collection editions. That'd be wonderful. <laughs> Sounds like fun. I'd buy it. <laughs> so uh, last last of our our you know main uh, interview questions here before we get into the uh, the lightning round. Uh, if there is something that that you could do or advise uh, to help make the world a better place through gaming, what would you want to do? How do you make the world a better mm-hmm. place through gaming? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I asked the hard questions. Oh, yeah. Um, I think just... Just get more people to turn off their video games and sit down around a table with their friends and eat Doritos and play games. Mm-hmm. Just recruit more people into it and, and have an alternative to staring at a screen, huh? Just yeah, make it go back to the so, the days when it was a social. Very good. Yeah, that that's what I would recommend the the old days when everybody sat around and talked. 
you really got to know the people you were gaming with because your character is what you would really like to be. Hmm. So it really tells a lot about you as a person. So if you really get to know each other, uh, sitting around the table and sitting around with their characters, uh, you really get to know the person a lot better than, you know, nowadays uh, I, I'm texting someone. What does that tell you about them? Hmm. Not much. So you think I'd like to be Jane? I say, Margaret, Margaret's <laughs> laughing. <laughs> I'm very careful what I say. <laughs> I'm saying, are, I never are, let her near a big gun. Are there, are there a lot of characters that you play, Margaret, that you don't want to be, uh, that you really don't want to be? <laughs> Is there a little Jane in you somewhere? Well, yeah, I mean, I when I play role-playing games, I like, to, I like action. I don't mm -hmm. like to sit around and solve puzzles or problems or anything else. I like to shoot stuff. So. Well, you're somebody who likes action. You go out and, and, and run around with those dogs all the time, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's pretty action-packed. All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here to mention our sponsor, Noble Knight. Noble Knight is a game, both a physical game store and an online game store best known for buying and selling out-of-print products. My pick for this episode is The Age of Mortals book, a book that Mar uh, in Margaret Weiss's uh, Dragonlance setting, bringing it into the fifth age, the Age of Mortals, as it were. Um, it was designed, if I recall correctly, for the third edition of D&D, uh, although it's a setting book, so I imagine it would be fairly easy to convert into whatever game you are playing, uh, whether a different edition or, or another system or what have you. Um, so, so, Margaret, can you talk a little bit about the Age of Mortals in Dragonlance? Well, that was done by my company, <laughs> right? which my, my people wrote it. I didn't have a lot to do with it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I kind of know about the Age of Mortals, but that was the fifth age, which I have to admit wasn't one of my favorites. Oh, okay. Uh, so, I'm, I'm definitely, I was definitely more a fourth age Dragonlance person than a fifth mm. age. And that starts all sorts of rows between Dragonlance people, so I mostly leave it alone. <laughs> yeah, see, that's interesting. See, I, I typically enjoy reading the fourth age, but if I'm going to play, I kind of like playing in the fifth age because it's a little, uh -huh. th th there's less stuff going on and i can sort of carve out my own story yes. you know yeah yeah that's always been one of my my concerns with playing in the Dragonlance setting is that you know there's so much stuff with the war of the lance and everything else going on um you know it kind of sucks the air out of the room for some other stories but mm -hmm. but they make great novels you know <laughs> so yeah <laughs> i'll take it Anyway, that's that's awesome. So people should check that out. The Age of Mortals book to to see what's going on with the uh, the the Dragonlance setting in the early two thousands. I think the book came out, so it's been out of print for a long time. But they have it available yeah. over at noblenight.com. So and now a word from them. Ah, hey, it's me, Snark. I don't really like Noble Knights that much, but noblenight.com is okay by me. You know why? They got tons of products for me where I can just be hiding in dungeons and stuff like that. Also, it's it's really, really cool. I get to find all these bestiaries that I can fill my dungeon with and all kinds of goblin miniatures. So check out Noble Knight. They'll even buy old gaming products that you aren't using anymore, and they're awesome. NobleKnight.com. Make sure you tell them the Tome Show sent you. All right, we are back now with Margaret Weiss and Robert Kramus, uh, ready for the lightning round. So here's the deal. You're going to answer 20 questions as quickly as you can, 
in an effort to be both provide answers that are both satisfying, but also beat the the time for our current record holder. The current record was set by Rodney Thompson, who beat out Matt Cernit. And the current time to beat is six minutes and 52 seconds. All right. You up for it? I guess. All right. We'll give it a shot. All right. So I will start the timer and ready, set, go. Number one, do you typically prefer to DM or play? Play. DM. Uh, two, what is your what was your first RPG? Dragonland. All right. Uh, Dragonland. Okay, very good. Uh, three, who's the uh, what's the who's the the name of the person who introduced you to RPGs? Publishers um, Weekly. <laughs> Publishers Weekly. Jim Cranus, my brother. There you go. Uh, four, create a title of a book that is on a Mad Wizard's shelf. Iron-based spells and their many uses. Excellent. Five, uh, name a game or adventure that you haven't played but you want to. Fiasco. Oh, I, I enjoy Fiasco. It's a good game. Six, what's the last game product that you bought? Firefly. Firefly, yeah. There you go. Uh, seven, make up the name of an NPC. Billy Bob Schwartz. <laughs> Billy Bob Schwartz. Perfect. Uh, where are we at? Eight. Name a PC that you have played. Tasselhoff. Tasselhoff? Ah. You play a lot of the characters that from your novels? Uh, I like playing Tasselhoff. Okay. <laughs> kind of like I like playing Jane. You always get the party in trouble. Yeah. It's a bad combination. You yeah. <laughs> Jane and Tasselhoff. And Tasselhoff. They'd get along well. All right, nine. Your favorite house rule? Uh, well, no, no Budweiser. <laughs> no drinking at the table. Uh, just no Budweiser. Uh, just no Budweiser. Okay. <laughs> Ten. Sorry, uh, I demand better than that. I, I, I'm. I have no uh, connections to Budweiser, and no problem if you if you don't want to like. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I have uh, uh, extended family in the Milwaukee area, so we have we have different allegiances in my in my family. So, uh, right. ten. Uh, how long are your game sessions when you get to get a chance to play? Which may not be very often anymore. So maybe how long are they when you uh, play at cons? Yeah, two or three hours. Yeah, max out of four hours. Yeah. All right. Eleven. Name. Uh, give the uh, create the name of a fantasy tavern. Sleepy Lion. The Sleepy Lion. Excellent. Twelve. The, uh, a source of inspiration that has influenced one of your games. Margaret Weiss. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Tracy Hickman. Tracy Hickman. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Thirteen. The best combination of race and class. Tender Thieves. Yeah, Kinder Thieves. Kinder Thieves. Ah, see, I haven't had any Kinders yet in, in these episodes. Good. Uh, 14, what's the best alignment? Neutral good. Neutral good? Uh, lawful evil. Ooh. <laughs> lawful evil. Tassel Hall. Jane. Yep. I'm surprised. 
I'm surprised I'm hearing Tasselhoff and there's a lot more Tasselhoff and a lot less Raceland than I would have expected. <laughs> All right. Uh, experience or automatically leveling up when the story demands it? Experience points, I should say, or automatically leveling up. Oh, I never pay much attention. I just went with the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, story is more important. Okay. The best way to, to determine stats? Roll. Yeah. Roll the dice. Roll the dice? How many dice? You do three or four? Four. Four, drop the lowest? Yep. Okay. Four, take the best. Uh, make up an elven curse. <laughs> May your ears fall off. May your ears fall off. <laughs> 18. Uh, the, your favorite game book? The original player's handbook. Like first edition original, huh? First edition. Wow. I have it. I have it. 19. 19. Should there be any devices at the table? I mean, electronic? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Old school. Old school. Nothing but dice and pencils. You got it. All right. Number 20. Last question. Tell us a story from your game table. Tell us about a game you play. Riding a floating ship to a dead god's dream. Uh, we were five tender and a gnome on an adventure. I want to and hear more about this, this ship flying through a dead god's dream. How does that happen? It was a long story. <laughs> but it was actually a group of characters on a floating ship sailing for a dead god's dream. What happened it was a lot of fun. What happens inside of a dead god's dream? A lot of horrible things. Horrible things? So it wasn't a pleasant dream. It was not a pleasant dream. Interesting. No. All right. Well, we will put in several dead characters. We will call that the end. And we have, in fact, set ourselves a new record. Uh, five minutes and 41 seconds. <laughs> Very good. So you beat uh, you beat the previous record by a good minute or a minute plus. Wow. Good job. Maybe it's hey, the the tag team. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that wraps things up for us. I want to thank you guys for being on the show. Where can people go if they want to find out more about what you guys and what you're doing? Where on the internet should they find uh, you? Facebook. On yeah, Facebook? Facebook? Search, search yeah. for Margaret, yeah. right? Margaret Weiss? Yep. And Robert? Yep, Facebook. Okay. Robert, Robert Kramus. There you go. Uh, and Margaret's also, you can find her at, uh, what is it, MargaretWeiss.com? MargaretWeiss.com, and you can buy the books there, and I'll autograph them. Oh, lovely. Autograph books. All right. I also want to thank our sponsor, Noble Knight, and our patrons over at Patreon.com slash The Tome Show, who get a first peek into what we're doing on the show and get to provide a little feedback, uh, like, like one did, uh, providing a question for Margaret to answer. Uh, and of course, everyone who heads over to thetomeshow.com and clicks on the links to Amazon or DMs Guild helps put a few coppers in our purse. Uh, if you would like to give a suggestion on other people we should talk to or uh, otherwise contact the show, you can email thetomeshow at gmail.com or call the biz line at 919-BIZ-TOME, 919-B-I-Z-T-O-M-E. This has been Gamer to Gamer with Margaret Weiss and Robert Kramis, because sometimes you have to get out from the... Do- you have to get out from behind the DM screen and meet people. Thanks again for coming on. Thank you so much. This has been fun. I think, uh, yeah, I hope you had a good time. We did. Thanks. All right. I'll let you guys get back to your partying. 
Enjoy your Thank Garrick you on. Much. Say hi to everybody for me. There's some people there that know me. So, all right. <laughs> Bye. Good night. Good night. I'm on the wall.